I don't know about you, but I am so sick of people trying to hurt us. Hello? You're currently on the phone with KCK. Yep, that's me. Good morning, everybody. How are you? This fine, cold Monday morning is actually cold for once in Utah. Um, I feel like winter has just barely started, even though it's been dark for, you know, a long time. It hasn't been really that cold. Like on Christmas, it was like, I don't know, almost 50 degrees, I think. No snow in sight, um, except for in the mountains, but... Yeah, it's starting to get cold, and I, you know what? I'm prepared for it this winter. I, um, as you all are aware, I'm poor, <laughs> so I thought I had this winter and loaded up on some firewood already chopped, so I didn't have to do it. Shout out to my friend Isabel and uh, Fernie for showing me where to get the firewood. Um, but yes, I. Uh, there's nothing better, I think, than the feeling of a fire, like a, the warmth of a fire compared to just like a regular heater or whatever, you know. Um, there's just something about the, the heat of the fire that I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It just like envelops the whole room, it like takes up every crevice of air and it's just like a comforting uh, heat. And, uh, yeah, and it's like, it's fun to sit there and like hear the fire crack every now and then and, you know, pretend like you're in the 1800s and have to stoke the fire and, you know, I'm like, oh, I have to go out in my garage and get more firewood, <laughs> which I'm sure they had that issue in the 1800s. They had to go out to their garage and, um, uh, next to their automobiles and get their firewood. No, um... But I am ready. I love, like, one of my favorite things to do is to get up. I actually sleep with the heat really low now. I used to sleep with it warm. And I found out that that is not a good way to sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, maybe that's one of the reasons I've been waking up so many times in the night. It's It sucks when you wake up and you're, like, super hot. Um, and then you just can't go back to sleep. But now I sleep with it, like, at 62 I don't know how Georgie feels about that. I'm sure she's fine with it because um, she runs hot. I, I don't usually, but if I'm under one of my covers, I'm fine. Anyway, my favorite thing to do is to get up and to start the fire and then go upstairs and have my, <laughs> seriously, 64 ounces of fluid I have to have every morning to get me going. I uh, I used to take athletic greens every day, but I've cut it down to like every two to three days because first of all it's expensive um and I guess that's the only reason because <laughs> it's expensive so I do that every two or three days um every day though I have 16 ounces of um water with creatine in it because I am a, a gym bro now and I will say it's actually working um I noticed it very quickly I kind of look in the mirror and I'm like oh I didn't know my muscles could do that, but here we are. So I have to take that every day, consistency. I take um, the vital protein stuff. I usually take that when I'm at my house, when I'm 
staying in Provo the last half of the week, I don't take it cause, just because it's it's just too much. I have to pick and choose my battles. So I have that um, usually Sunday through Wednesday. Um, so I guess I'm only missing a couple days, which is fine. But if you're unaware, that is what Jennifer Aniston takes. And I think she does an ad with them too. Anyway, it helps with like your joints and your, I think your bones. Um, it's mostly like for your skin and your nails and your hair and stuff. But I will say I have arthritis <laughs> and uh, I actually don't know if I have that, but I think I do because um, like when I hold a hammer and like my hand aches or like when I type a lot, my hands ache um, or like the worst is when you go to like the car wash that you like do it yourself, you know, you have the power spray or whatever, or even if you're at your home and have one, um, my hands just like cramp up. But since I've been taking this, that has not happened at all. So I don't know if that's the athletic greens or if that's the vital proteins or if it's just me being healthier in general. Um, but yeah, it's uh, basically gone. So I used to literally have to like shake my hand out because it would hurt so bad when I was like washing the cars and stuff. And uh, I don't do that anymore. So progress. Yay. <laughs> what does Oprah say? Well, that's a win when she's talking to Lindsay Lohan. Um, yeah. Anyway, then I have my um, Alani. I have to have my Alani drink in the morning. I used to love Celsius, but I can't. I don't really like them anymore. They're like way too carbonated for me. Um, and they just kind of taste bitter. So I have retired the Celsius drinks and I'm on to Alani. Um, I did find um, some more Kimmade the other day at this, the grocery store, my local grocery store. Um, and that's rare because I, for one, I think they're not discontinuing it, but I think it was just a limited time thing. And especially for summer. Um, but, but when I go to gas stations, they still have um, quite a few of them. So I will say Maverick doesn't carry Alani. I don't know what the hell is up with that, but you've lost a lot of business Maverick because, well, I don't buy my gas at Maverick because I've heard it's really cheap. Um, but I used to stop there religiously to get my Monsters and my um, Celsius. But now that they don't have Alani, I don't go there anymore. So sorry. Sorry to this man. Um, but you know who does have it is the Chevrons. So shout out to Chevron for carrying my Alani drinks. Um, and then I just try, I, I've heard with, when you take creatine, um, it can really destroy your kidneys if you don't drink enough water. So then I drink just like three or four of those, like my Yeti um, tumbler things of water. And then at noon, I have another Alani. <laughs> and then either at a, like, 10 a.m. or like 3 p.m. I have a, a zip fizz. So I'm consuming a lot of um, synthetic caffeine, which I probably should cut down, but I just love it. I love it so much. Anyway, I'm not really sure how we got this far, but um, yeah, that is some of my morning routine, if you guys were wondering. Um, oh, we started out with the cold weather. It's finally cold again. And it snowed for like two or three days last week. And uh, yeah, but guess what? We only have, what is today? 
the 8th, so we're almost halfway through the month, which is, means we're almost through with the month, which is, means we're almost a spring. <laughs> That's how I used to count things down in, in school. I'd be like, okay, this class gets out at 2.30. I don't know why class would get out at 2.30, but, um, and I'm like, it's 1.30 now. Well, no, it's like 132 now, which is basically 135, which is, if you round up, that's 140. So I basically only have like 20 minutes left, and then 20 minutes I can use to like clean up and go home. Like I used to justify a time like that, but not anymore. I kind of do it with songs though. Like if I'm going somewhere and I see how long it takes, I'm like, okay, that's like five songs. So that's how I do my math, girl math right there. Um... But yeah, this um, episode, the last half, is dedicated solely to the iconic, the legendary, the season finale of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Um, I I don't know if you haven't seen it all over your Instagram and, and if you still use Twitter and threads and all that stuff. Um, I don't know how you haven't seen it because it's literally everywhere and people are talking about it. People are saying it's like the best episode of Housewives franchise ever. Um, Jennifer Lawrence talked about it yesterday at the Golden Globes in one of her interviews. And um, it, yeah, if you haven't seen it, you should. And even if you don't like haven't seen the others, you should just go watch this because it, <laughs> it is that legendary. It is that crazy. It's that dramatic. Oh, the drama, the, just the theatrics. It felt like such a soap opera and Meredith with her shawl and, um, and Heather with her monologues. You you just, you can't, you, you know, I don't know. You just can't get better television than that. And I am here for it. So I have two whole pages of notes on that, but this week I was just going to talk about that. But every time I'm like, yeah, I don't think there's going to be much to talk about. Um, I'm proven wrong because there's quite a bit to talk about. So let's get into it. Um, Ariana Grande has a new song coming out on Friday. It's called Yes And. Um, I'm not sure what it's about. We don't really know much about it. Um, I did see, I think this was recently, someone started to leak some of her unreleased tracks again. And she kind of like freaked out and was like, this is my work. Like this is... I'm so sick of people doing this to me or whatever, which makes sense because that would be frustrating. I don't get how things get leaked. Um, I guess there are hackers now. I guess that's probably how things get leaked. But you think at this point, everyone would be so cautious. And, you know, uh, some, some artists' songs get leaked all the time and some don't at all. So it must just be the people you surround yourself with like your entourage. So maybe she needs a new entourage. Although she did unsign with Scooter Braun. So maybe that will help. Um, I haven't heard much from him lately. I hope he's not doing well. Um, okay. On Friday, also Mean Girls comes out, um, the musical and that I swear is an ad every other TikTok, which is fine. Cause I'm excited for it and I like it. Um, that's on the 12th. Um, also Kesha posted a picture of her like walking down the street and it had like a, uh, cut out cardboard box and it said new music coming soon. So also, I don't know if I talked about this, but she's no longer with her record label. She met all her requirements and now she's 
out from under Dr. Luke, who, you know, was the one that um, she's in that legal battle with for literally 10 years, I think. Um, they both finally dismissed the case, I think. But um, yeah, and Sony wouldn't let her out of her contract. Like, what? why? Why? What? Come on, Sony. Like, you own literally everything. You own TVs and a, um, a record label and uh, a movie studio. Like, why do you need one person? You can let her go, especially with all the stuff she's been through. Anyway, it doesn't matter now because she's not with them, but apparently she's an independent artist now. Um, I didn't listen to a lot of her last album. I think I did a kind of a, a, a skim through it. But um, one song I do like and I use it to run to is Only Love Can Save Us Now. I think that's what it's called. That one's a good one. And you can tell she's angry about it in, in the song. And I love when you can just hear the frustration and the anger and the hatred and the revenge in songs. <laughs> it must be the Scorpio in me. <laughs> um, Lil Nas X is coming out with a documentary. He's kind of an MIA up until the last month. And he's posting like really random weird weird uh ads or whatever like just posts and stuff um the documentary comes out on max on january 27th and he also said he did like a a picture similar to kesha's where he said uh what she said and it was like kesha's picture first and then you slide and it was his and it says what she said um so apparently he has new music music coming too um, did I tell you the name of the documentary? Long Live Montero. Um, but he keeps, like, teasing that he's releasing a gospel album. I really hope that's not true. Like, no one, first of all, no one wants that. Um, second of all, the people that would want a gospel album don't like you. Um, because of, you know, reasons. <laughs> I won't go into that, but, um, hateful reasons. Um, I just really hope it's not true. I don't want that. No one wants that. So please don't do that. But I think he's teasing and everyone in the comments is like, this, this guy's good at marketing this guy, you know, but apparently he said he dropped his label cause they wouldn't let him release a gospel album. Um, I feel like we would have heard about that. So I don't think it's true. We'll just have to wait and find out. But yeah, there's that. Did you guys see Katy Perry wearing her outfit? She wore in the roar music video. I'm assuming it's for American Idol because every, is it, I guess it would be after the auditions. So, so, um, they go to Hawaii, they go to, cause Disney owns, um, sorry, I don't know what I'm spacing. Disney owns ABC, which bought the rights to, um, American Idol, which used to be run by Fox, which is now, AB, which is now Disney. So it doesn't really matter, I guess. Um, and they go to the um, Aulani, not to get confused with my drink, Aulani. They go to the Aulani Resort in, I don't know, is it Maui? Um, but it's Disney's resort down there. And I've heard it's fantastic, but it's so expensive. Um, but obviously they go there to promote it. You know, it's advertising for Disney and the resort and everything. And they do like a, one or two episodes down there. Um, and they usually kind of, I think, dress up during that one. Anyway, she's standing next to what I assume was a contestant and she's wearing the, you know, like the, um, leopard bra and the, the leaf skirt thing. 
Um, and she literally looks the exact same as when she recorded the music video. And it's been 10 years, probably over 10 years, but she looks good. And I really hope her comeback this year is strong. And I hope she, she, um, takes it seriously. Um, I hope her label takes it seriously. Capitol records, they've kind of been not paying her the most attention, which is really frustrating because she's one of the top artists of all time. Um, like I just, just take a break from your shoe line, Katie, take a break from American Idol, take a break from Dessois, your, um, non-alcoholic beverage line, which I don't understand non-alcoholic beverages because alcohol doesn't taste good. You guys, I don't know if you're aware, but it does not taste good. So who wants to just sip on alcohol with no benefit at the end? I, I don't, I don't get that, but I'll support if I see it, I'll buy it. Um, yeah. Anyway, she looks the exact same. She looks great. So good for her. I literally love her so much. I'm obsessed with her. She is the mother I never had, the sister I wish I knew. <laughs> I don't even know how that goes. <laughs> um, if you don't get that reference, it's Oprah Winfrey talking about Maya Angelou, I think. I'm pretty sure I'm correct on that. Um, anyway, did you guys ever play the Kim Kardashian Hollywood game? Um, I cannot believe it's been out for 10 years. That is just mind-blowing. Crazy. That is... I just can't believe how fast time goes. I know I sound like such an old person, but seriously, what what is going on? I feel like someone put the... You know, like on TikTok, how you can hold the side of the video and it fast-forwards it? I do that all the time, especially when people are just like talking about random stuff that really no one cares about. As I'm doing a podcast, right? Just talk about random stuff. Um, I feel like that's what someone's done to life. Like they've just put it on fast forward. Um, like 2023 went by so fast, so fast. I was just actually thinking about, I had um, lunch or I guess it was dinner with my friend Callie. I'm like, oh, that was the other day. I'm like, no, that was in June, but it feels like just the other day. I, I just, I hate it. I hate it so much. And like when we were kids, I don't know, maybe it's because we have access to more stuff. Like we, if we want something, we can just go buy it ourselves. Like when we were kids, we had to like wait, we had to be patient. We had to rely on our parents. Like maybe now that we are able to do things ourselves, it just makes time go by faster. I don't know if that makes sense, but in my mind it does. Um, yeah. So who knows if you're young and you want to be grown up and have fun like the grown ups, don't, don't wish that. <laughs> Just be happy, be content, be mad at your parents for not letting you stay up late or making you come home at an early curfew. Because I promise you, once you, the adult, like cool stage lasts a couple years. Um, I guess it still does sometimes. Like I'll, I'll be thinking of something. I'm like, I don't know if I should do that. And I'm like, but why can't I? I am an adult. I'm in charge of myself. I can do that. Sometimes it's cool. But like when you first get out of high school and you're like, oh, I can do whatever I want. I'm an adult. First of all, no, you're not. You're still young. I know you feel like you're old, but you're not. Um, and then it wears off. And then, then guess what? Your dental insurance falls off. And then your health insurance falls off. And then you make hardly any money, but the government tells you you make too much money to qualify for um, a low-rate health insurance. 
And then if you make even slightly more money than that, you have to pay an astronomical fee for health insurance. So you know, just be aware, just be aware of that. And, and when you find out how much they take out of your paycheck for every month, no, every paycheck for, I, I calculated it last time. They take out double my car payment in taxes every month. And that angers me so badly. That frustrates me so badly. <laughs> um, I also don't know how I got on that subject being an adult. Um, yeah. Anyway. Oh, Kim Kardashian. Okay. So she has this game and it's called Kim Kardashian Hollywood. And you basically start out as an E-list celebrity, kind of like how basically Kim became famous. Um, and you just do appearances, you do things to get famous, you do, you know, you post on social media, you do all this stuff, and you eventually become an A-list celebrity, and you kind of just live the lavish lifestyle. And so I saw this TikTok today, or the other day, and this lady's like, I am so mad. I have been playing the Kim Kardashian Hollywood game for 10 years now. I have the best life. I'm an A-list celebrity. I have several homes in major cities. She's like, I have a private jet. I have a dog that specifically lives on that private jet. She's like, I have kids in LA with a nanny that takes care of them. She's like, I have spent my time. My blood, sweat, and tears have gone into this. And now they're ending it. And apparently they're ending the game. I, I'm surprised it went on this long. I actually was thinking about it the other day, which is really weird. I'm like, I wonder what's up with that now. Um... But apparently, so I dug up the magazine um, after she released the game. It's the Forbes, um, the Mobile Moguls, I guess is what the title the thing says. It's July 26, 2016, which feels like yesterday. Um, uh, anyways, Kim's on the cover. And it said she made $45 million from that game in the first year. I think it was even closer than that. Um, even... More than that, I should say. What am I trying to say? <laughs> um, but I did read an article and it said um, the game, within two years, the game made $157 million. And then after that, they stopped They stopped announcing it, I guess. I don't know why. Um, but there's a song. What is that one? Um, Facts by Kanye West. Uh, which I don't hate that song. I, I, guys, I, I know. Um I don't really listen to it anymore, but actually I'm going to go, no, I'm not going to. Um, he says something about, um, how they made so much money off this one game. And I love how he says they, like he was a part of it. Now Kanye stay out. Anyway, I found this magazine. It was actually really easy. Cause I have a stack of, um, on, I have this really long coffee table and I have a stack of Kim, Katie, Lady Gaga, Miley Cyrus, um, Selena Gomez, Taylor Swift, who else? And it's like the stack is all of their magazines. And so I just plop through the Kim one. I have one of Kylie too. And there it was. She looks so young. How old would she have been? She's 40 something now. Um, so what was that? I don't know. I'm not going to do math on here, you guys. Anyway, um, yeah, they're, can they're shutting down the game. And... People are not really happy about it, um, which I get. That would be frustrating, but like, I don't, she must have been involved more than we realized because she made a statement. She's like, as much as I've loved doing this game, I need to use this energy to put into other stuff I need to do. 
So she must have had a lot of input on like the clothing design, like the styles, the you know the um, the game. What am I trying to say? The why can't I figure out what the storyline? I guess this is what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah. So, um, but apparently, like when the pandemic hit, the the company that owned it is called Glue, and they were struggling for a while. And then people started playing it, like a resurgence of the game, and it basically brought their company back to life. I just can't imagine your name being that powerful. Like, you are that powerful, you can literally sell anything, and you can bring companies back from the depths of despair. That's just wild to me. What a, what a legend, honestly. I love, did you guys see, it was, I think it was on this recent season of Kardashians, Kim's first magazine cover was um, Canine Magazine. <laughs> She's holding this dog. She hates dogs. So the fact that she's doing that is so funny. She's like, we'd literally do anything. We we thought we had made it when we got that cover. Like, we would do anything to get any ounce of fame. And I respect that, honestly. Like, look what happened now. You can say you're not a fan of Kim. I don't know why you'd say that, but some people do. Um, but you cannot say she does not work hard. This This woman is driven and has ambition and... She can see a vision in her head and bring it to life. And she knows who to hire. She knows the right people to put in place. She knows just everything. It's just a wealth of knowledge this woman has is insane. I can't, I can't even imagine. I would just love to follow Chris and Kim around one day or one week or one year or the rest of my life and see how they just do their daily life. Just, I want to see how they handle everything. One thing I've heard about um, Kim is that she is the nicest person that one of the nicest people in Hollywood and everyone that's worked with her says she is extremely nice and polite and professional um, and I know a lot of people are scared of Chris but I don't think she's mean. I just think she's strict. I think she knows how to get things done. She has specific deadlines and timelines um, like there's that episode of Kylie's show, um, what was it called? Something Kylie, Kylie, it was the one with her and Jordan. Why did I forget the name of it? Anyway, um, the Kylie wanted to leave later or something, or she didn't make the flight or she didn't even fly at all. Cause maybe she didn't have a plane at that point, but, um, and her, Kylie's assistant was afraid to tell Chris. She was like so scared to go tell Chris that Kylie didn't make it. And... I just think that that I don't think people should necessarily be afraid of you, but I think that they should be afraid to let you down. You know what I mean? Um, especially if you have respect for them and uh, value their you know friendship and and all that kind of stuff. But from what I've heard, Chris and Kim are some of the nicest people ever, and I think Chloe is too. And I don't think the same is for Courtney, um, but. I think Kim probably learned that a lot from Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton is also one of the nicest people ever. She literally let a fan stay in her house one night because they were homeless and they didn't have anywhere to go. Um, and she has five iPhones, and one of them is solely dedicated to giving out to fans when they ask for her number. She's like, I just feel too bad saying no. And so she has a phone just for that. Like, she... Yeah... So, and Kim did say, I don't know if it was on the show or in an article or what, but she, you know, hung out with Paris when Paris was like, 
all the rage in the early 2000s and she would just watch her. She'd watch how she'd communicate with paparazzi, how she'd communicate with fans, how she'd handle situations, interviews, all this stuff. And she said, I learned so much just by being around her. And she attributes so much of her success to that. So I think that's cool. I like when people can credit other people for their success. Because at the end of the day, even if you did do it by yourself and all that stuff, you didn't really, like throughout the journey, people helped you along the way and you learned things from everybody. Like, I'm of the mindset that the the janitor of the, you know, company has just as much knowledge as the CEO. Like, you can learn something from literally anybody. And I think that's an important lesson for people to learn. And that is the end of this episode. I'm just kidding. No, um, but I do. I think that you can learn a lot from really anybody. And I think if any, I think if people sat down in a room together, even if they despise each other, or like if they were stuck in an elevator, I think that they would find that the other, they're they're just human. Like, um, they have flaws, they have nerves, they have, you know, ambitions and, and stuff like that. Like, I think, I think anyone can learn anything from anybody, even if you hate them. or love them, or are indifferent to them, I just think it's important to be open to all. Um, Even if you learn something from them that you don't want to do, like you see them doing something, or how they they act, or whatever, and you're like, okay, note to self, I will never be like that, I will never treat somebody like that, I'll never do that, you know, so anyway, just be open to it. Sorry, I don't know why this turned into, I guess, a wonderful TED Talk about being kind to people. Um, okay, let's see. I watched the Gwyneth Paltrow trial um, the other day on Friday night. And if you don't know what that is, it's it's the one that happened. See, this year, so much happened. Wait, was that this year? Yeah, it was this year. I'm getting that confused with the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp thing. Anyway, uh, 2016, um, Gwyneth was skiing in Park City. And she, some guy came forward and said that he has significant, um, brain damage from her running into him. And, uh, I think he wanted her to pay for his doctor bills or whatever. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do that because that was not my fault. And, um, so then they went to court and it was a jury hearing which I think is absolutely wild. Like, let's just pull together some random civilians and make them decide the fate of these people. I think that is so crazy. And let's pay them $5. (laughs) Like, I don't understand that. Um, Anyway, so he gets up on the stand first. And I think the trial's like nine days long. And it's in Park City. And Gwyneth looks stunning every single day. Um, I remember the press was like breaking down her, the total of her outfits, the whole entire... uh, you know, trial and how much they were and all this stuff. I'm like, Kate, she's rich. Like, what do you, what I don't get when people are like, Oh, look, they wore this expensive. They took this expensive handbag to this. Okay. They're rich. Who cares? Um, as long as it's not a $60,000 ring, (laughs) you should buy whatever you want. But like, I just think it's so interesting when people are shocked and stunned when rich people wear rich clothes and drive, you know, expensive cars and live in nice houses. I just think it's so interesting. But, um, 
so for the first couple of days you see him and he, you kind of like oh it's believable and they kind of do like a sob story about how he had to break up with his girlfriend because he's not the same person and he could tell he was different and um his life has just gone downhill and they brought um the ex-girlfriend on the stand and she said yeah like it was hard like he we were we you know we were in love and but he told me I had to leave because he just he wasn't able to keep up with the relationship and he's like my life has just gone downhill I'm not able to enjoy things anymore I'm not you know so you're kind of like oh this is this is sad this is whatever you know and then he had some people on the stand that said they wit they didn't witness but they looked over and saw them on the ground after they had collided and the guy said yeah um your buddy just uh or Gwyneth Paltrow just took out your buddy and that was his story and then so you're like okay this is interesting I wonder how Gwyneth's gonna react and she she kept a poker face the entire she didn't like scoff or smirk or any like do anything she just was very focused and content and um then it comes to her and she gets on the stand and it's like the exact opposite. And, but they kept saying the thing with Gwyneth is her story has never changed ever. Um, it stayed the exact same the entire time, the entire six years, seven, six years and, uh, seven years. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and that his story kept kind of wavering and stuff. And then her lawyers basically like broke down everything that they had built up the other the other defense you know and they're like are these pictures of you and it's like of him on the beach of him like snorkeling of him skiing of him doing all these like extra activities and he's like yeah and he's like so these were posted by you on your facebook throughout the last six years and but you just said that your quality of life had gone downhill and you weren't able to enjoy things and it looks like you're pretty happy in these photos and he's like, uh, well, um, yeah, it's just not the same or whatever. And they're like, okay, whatever. And then they brought him on his daughter on stand and, and asked, so your younger sister hasn't spoken to your dad in 13 years. Right. And she's like, well, no. And anyway, it just gets like, just like they break down everything. And, um, what else happens? Um, then they bring this other guy, the guy back up on stage, on stage, <laughs> on the stand. Um, and uh, it's the guy that said, Gwyneth Paltrow just took out your buddy. And someone else heard him or had emails from him. And it said, he actually said, your um, buddy just took out Gwyneth Paltrow. And it was like stated several times in emails and text messages and, and all this stuff. And... Anyway, she eventually wins because she was the one that didn't um, do anything. She was, you know, there. And uh, the best part about this whole trial, this documentary is good if you want to watch this on Max. Um, the best part about this trial is when she was done and they announced that she had won, she was leaving the courtroom and she leaned over to him. She put her hand on his shoulder and she's like, I wish you well. And I really do think she meant it in a good sentiment. But... Um, she clearly like was like okay this is this is done you know like we're done but apparently she dropped the charges to have him not the charges i don't know how i don't know legal talk sorry um he was supposed to pay her lawyer fees i think if she won and she dropped that and he dropped something else i can't remember what it was like i 
the words were too big. I couldn't understand what they were saying. Um, but also at one point on the stand, they're like, do you feel any like, like, uh, sympathy for him and what he's gone through? She's like, of course, I absolutely am so sorry that he has had all these issues, had all these traumas, had all this, um, pain, but I am here today to show that I, and to, you know, to let people know that I am not responsible for this. So I cannot legally be held responsible and financially because I did not do this. It was, it was done to me. So good for her. I actually want a shirt with her, her picture on it that says, I wish you well. That's like kind of my goal. I wonder if it's on Etsy somewhere. Um, but yeah, that's that. Um, I always feel like there's not enough time and then I get talking and now we're almost out of time. We gotta hurry. Okay. The Golden Globes were yesterday and I want to do my top, um, best dressed. So Taylor Swift was in this beautiful Gucci, like floor length, um, slim. I don't know how you would describe it. Slim dress. Um, it was Gucci. Margot Robbie was dressed as the 70s superstar Barbie. She was in Armani. Um, Kristen Wiig. I loved hers. I do not know how to pronounce this name. Giam, Giam Batista Valley, I guess is what it is. Anyways, it was kind of cool. It looked like a corset. And I think it was disconnected, and then it was really, really high skirt. So you could kind of see her midriff. Do you know she's 50? Look up the pictures of her at the Golden Globes. You, I cannot believe she's 50. That is insane. Um, let's see. Timothy Chalamet was in Celine, and Issa Rae was in Pamela Rowland. I've never heard of that brand, but she looked really pretty. Um, it was giving like Kim 2011, 2012, like those kind of dresses she'd wear. Um, and Kylie Jenner was there. Kylie and Timothy were there. You guys, they didn't walk the red carpet, which is what I wanted. They came in, you know, through the back door, but they were kissing and, oh, that's another thing I have to tell you guys about. Okay. Um, this episode might be a little longer. (laughs) Um, they, they were just caught kissing and like, you could, at one point you saw Timothy say, I love you. And they kissed. I'm like, you guys, you make me believe in love again. I just, I can't, I, I love you guys so much. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Kylie Jenner was in Hane Mori, Hane Mori, I guess this was called. They said it was vintage and Jennifer Lawrence was in Dior, which makes sense because she's one of the faces of Dior. So obviously I love Jennifer Lawrence. Did you see her yesterday turn to the camera when it was her category being nominated she was nominated for no hard feelings for best comedy actress or whatever actress in a comedy and it pans over you know to each one as they announce their names and she mouths if i don't win then i'm leaving but her one of her really good friends emma stone won and she was super excited so uh let me flip back at my little notes and tell you guys so i i kind of I wasn't late to watching it. I started watching it at my dad's house and then he literally lives down the street from me. And then I came to my house and turned it back on. So I missed a couple of the, the segments. Um, one of them was Robert Downey Jr. won for best supporting actor in, I think it's called an any movie. I'm like, wow, that's quite the, the, uh, category. Um, okay. So the best female actor for motion picture was Emma Stone in poor things. I think that's still in theaters. I couldn't find where you could watch it. Um, male actor in a motion picture drama was Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, which he did do a really good job. Um, that you can rent like on everything. It, it wasn't streaming anywhere. Um, I think you can rent it for like $6 too. 
Um, best director was Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, which yeah, it was good. It was good. I just, I personally thought Greta Gerwig should have won that. Um, best original song. Oh, if this song hadn't have won, I would have lost my mind. I would have, I don't know what I would have done. Plucked my eyelashes out one by one, but it did win. So I didn't have to do that. Uh, it was What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish and Phineas. Um, it's their second nomination and their second win. So that's, I mean, they're batting a hundred at this point. Um, their first one was No Time to Die for the James Bond film, No Time to Die. Um, and this one, obviously, What Was I Made For? This song is so good, you guys. It just, oh, it is so good. I just want to put my, my little, um, AirPods in. I don't have AirPods. My little beats in and just blast this song and just lay down and just listen to it on repeat over and over and over and over again. Um, that's a song that kind of makes you want to like be mysterious, like go for a walk, you know, and you just listen to this song and you're like the main character. Okay. Anyway, sorry, moving on cinematic and box office achievement. So this is the one that the era's tour was, um, nominated in and it did not win, but Barbie won, which I finally like Barbie wasn't wasn't really doing it for a minute and then finally Billie Eilish won and um so anyways I looked it up and Barbie's made 1.442 billion dollars at the box office which is a lot of money and uh you can stream it on max so you don't have to rent it if you have HBO max it's just on there because Warner Brothers owns it and I I don't think Warner Brothers owns HBO they might, they might own it, but all of H or Warner Brothers stuff is on HBO, um, Friends, you know, all that kind of stuff. Okay, let's see. Um, hang on, I gotta move my legs; they're falling asleep. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, best TV series, I think it was. I, I I don't think I got that one right, but it's it's The Bear and it's on Hulu. People say they love that. After seeing this award show, I realized. I have not seen a lot of stuff, which is not good if I want to do a podcast on social or on pop culture. So I need to step it up, you guys. That's my goal is to step it up. Step it right up. Okay, female actor in a TV series drama with Sarah Snook from Succession. That's on Max as well. Also, I've never seen that, but I've heard people love it. I see I hear all these things that people love, but I just I hate to be one of those people. Like literally I hate to be one of those people. Like I just don't have time. I'm so busy, but it's true. And by the time I can sit down and like read a book or read a magazine or watch a new TV show, I fall asleep. So of course I watch the same things over and over and over again, because who wants to have to keep restarting and stuff when you are trying to watch something new and you keep falling asleep? Not me, but I'll be better this time. I should just quit all my jobs and just devote my life to watching TV. <laughs> um, okay. Best TV series drama is Succession. This one won quite a bit throughout the night. Male actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. I don't know who creates these categories. Like, are they different every year? Because how many musicals and comedies are nominated together every year? Or made every year? Anyways, it was Paul Giamatti from The Holdovers. He's like a teacher. I think it's back in like the 70s, I want to say, or something. Um, I wish it would have been Timothy Chalamet for Wonka, but it wasn't, um, sadly. One day, one day we'll get him his awards. Um, okay, motion picture for musical or comedy is Poor Things, and that is um, Emma Stone's 
movie. Um, she was nominated for two different categories. Like she had a, has a TV show called The Curse, I think is what it's called, and then this movie called Poor Things, and she was nominated for a couple things in both of them. Okay, female actress in a motion picture drama was Lily Gladstone. Um, that is um, Killers of the Flower Moon, the uh, Native American one with Leonardo DiCaprio and um, produced by Martin Scorsese, is what, how they say it. Um, and Best Motion Picture Drama was Oppenheimer. I think I'm missing a few. Anyway, that's all I have written down. But um, apparently throughout that night, um, it was seen that Taylor Swift and Kaylee... Teller, who was Miles Teller's wife, which I don't know why she was there. Maybe she was just Taylor's date, because um, Travis was at his football game, and Selena Gomez were all sitting next to each other. And I don't see this, but I don't read lips also, but it, it'd be really hard to tell what she's actually saying. You can tell that um, Kaylee, she like reacts to what Selena says, and you can tell she's saying Timothy. But people are saying um, Selena went up to uh, Taylor and Kaylee and said, I tried to get a picture with him and and Kylie wouldn't let me. And that's when Kaylee Taylor was like, Timothy? And Taylor, or Selena Gomez nods. And Taylor was like, just like shocked. You know, she's like uh, loving the tea or whatever. But, um, and people are like, that's so rude of Kylie. That's so annoying of Kylie. And I'm like, Yes, but Kylie has been in the spotlight for basically her whole life. Um, I mean, Taylor's been in it for a long time, too, but Kylie is, her whole family is, so she knows what the media will take and run with, and she knows how, this is just my opinion, by the way, um, she knows what, you know, just the little things that will get people going, and she's honestly probably being a good sister too, because Taylor Swift just brought up the, brought up Kim's name in the time magazine article again. And so I think if that wouldn't have happened, this wouldn't have happened. But I think she knew that Selena is such a devoted friend to Taylor Swift, which isn't a bad thing that she's like, no, I don't, I don't want you to take a picture with Timothy, even though they were in a movie together, but that was, that seemed like forever ago when I saw the clip, they were so young. Um, but she's, I think she's just being a good sister, and she knew that the media would take it and be like, look, Timothy is spotted taking a uh, photo with Selena Gomez, a.k.a. Taylor Swift's best friend. Um, so I I don't blame Kylie. I don't. I really don't. Um, and it's kind of like, Selena, what, what were you trying to cause there? What were you trying to prove? Like, did you think that she'd be like, oh, yes, here, take him, take a picture with just him? Um... I'm here too, but you just take a picture with just him. Like, that's that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, that's like me going up to um, someone I don't really know that well, but I do know them, and being like, can I take a picture with your boyfriend? Or can I take a picture with your girlfriend? Or your, you know, your spouse? I'm like, th- that is kind of weird now that I think about it. But I think she knew what she was kind of doing. I think she knew she would it would cause a scene... I don't know, as messy as <clears throat> Selena says she doesn't like to be, she kind of brings on a lot, you know what I mean? Um, and then she's caught it, she was caught it, she was spotted kissing her um, boyfriend, Benny Blanco, and the caption was, I won, or something. But anyway, I don't know, I think people are taking this way out of proportion. 
I am on Kylie's side here. I think she was just trying to defuse the situation as best as she thought she could. Um, I think she was just being a good sister. I think she was being, you know, a protective uh, partner. Like, again, I, I don't, you know, I know they're famous and I know it's like different, but I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Why would you go up and ask someone when their girlfriend is standing right there? Can I take a picture with you? Like, I, that's just kind of strange. And she's not, and she's famous too. So it's not like a fan came up to them and said, can I take a picture with you? And let's be honest, if a fan came up to them, they would want a picture with Kylie Jenner <laughs> more than Timothy. No offense, I love Timothy, but we all know Kylie's one of the most famous people in the world. Anyway, that's my feelings on the situation. Um, it's interesting because Taylor wasn't really a part of it, but it's still about her. But I think if she wouldn't have meant, sorry, I stuttered there. If she wouldn't have mentioned Kim in the magazine article just recently, I think things might have went a different way. But that's just my opinion. Okay, we have just a few moments left to talk about the greatest piece of reality television known to man. Okay, so even if you haven't seen, I think I already said this at the beginning of the episode, even if you haven't seen any of the other <laughs> episodes of this season or show, you should go watch this episode, because it'll make you want to go back and um, and watch it, which you should, because it's really good. Okay, so basically, the um, the breakdown of this episode, this is going to be spoilers, Like, so if you don't want to listen to it, that's totally fine, but... Um, the breakdown of this episode is they find out that Monica is this behind this account that has been bullying, quote, bullying them for the last three years. And she kind of weaseled her way into their friend group. And she doesn't deny it, but she also says, it's not just me. There are several people behind this account. And I think her sole goal was to get Jen Shaw taken down and put in prison. I don't know what Jen did to her. Um, doesn't surprise me that Jen did something to her, because that's just what Jen does. Um, but at one point she says, Jen is the uh, literal worst... What does she say? She calls her a little whore. A uh, little whore on the planet. She's the worst human I've ever met in my entire life. And she was one of the reasons that she got put in jail because she had all this dirt on her. Um, but apparently it kind of turned into them, this account trolling. This account started just to get Jen and then it turned into trolling the rest of the housewives. Um, okay, let me let me put my little notebook. Okay, so uh, <laughs> it's like the middle of the episode and it all of a sudden gets so dramatic and like this, the tone of the screen turns like to that sepia color and... Um, the ladies are all in their full full glam and gowns and they go down to the beach and Heather gives this full monologue or whatever and she's like, Monica is reality Von Tees. And they all like basically start crying. They're like, what? How could this be? How is this possible? Which I don't believe that they didn't know this. I have a hard time believing that because it came out a couple days after the episode that Jen had sent a cease and desist letter to reality von Tees, the account on the finsta account and in the legal thing were the names it was tanisha who works for heather who heather quote got all the information from and she's like tanisha came clean and spilled everything i'm like okay so are you like not mad at tanisha are you only mad at monica 
Like, I don't get what Monica did to you that um, Tanisha didn't do. Like, she works for you. She does your hair. She, like, I don't know. Like, I don't understand why you're so mad at Monica for wanting to just be in the group and be your friend versus someone who does your hair almost every single day. Like, I don't get the, the double standard there. But, um, anyways, I had that Tanisha girl's name in it and one other, and then Monica's name in it. So they knew. This was 2021. And I'm like, I have a hard time believing Jen kept her mouth shut about who was behind that account. And then it came out that, um, Crystal Minkoff, she's from Beverly Hills Housewives. After the episode came out, Meredith posted a photo of, like, the scene, the episode, you know. And, um... The, you guys the memes of this episode are like iconic like one is like um meredith turning her head and like her hair is kind of in her face and she looks like so like dramatic and it's like meredith uh, auditioning for lame as rob or like i want this painted on the sistine chapel or you know it was like on the cover of w magazine for best performances um anyways crystal commented on her photo she's like you weren't kidding what you said about what you were talking about at our dinner the other day or something or at our dinner she didn't say the other day let me hang on i got it i got this let me get my little notes oh you weren't kidding what you told me at our lunch so whether the lunch was recently or before this all happened like they knew i have a hard time believing they didn't know and they're just like you know wanting to make this like a really dramatic season which worked so um, I've heard rumors that Monica is not going to be on the show next season, which is a massive mistake. I don't know what you guys are thinking if you are going to do that because she brought this season back to life. She's quick. She's witty. She, um, you know, has all the information. Like she knows a lot and I honestly would be a little afraid <laughs> to make her mad because she knows a lot more than people are give her credit for. <clears throat> okay also when they were on the beach where was angie <laughs> like there's that there's that picture of squidward looking out his window looking out his blinds to patrick and uh spongebob outside his house and it's like angie while the girls are out on the beach and it's like how did they not how did her and monica not see them go to the beach with a full camera crew like obviously that was like a setup scene and it would have taken time and like they would have seen all these people trudging to the beach with all these cameras and stuff so that's one thing that i'm like hmm. and then so um after they kind of find out uh monitor meredith's like i am so sick of people trying to hurt us and i'm like who else has tried to hurt you i don't understand like I don't, I, I can't think of anything. If you guys know of anything that I'm forgetting of the last seasons, let me know. But I'm like, who is trying to hurt you? Um, yeah, let's see. Then Heather set up that whole monologue um, at the dinner table. And Monica's just like sitting there like, okay, get to the point, get to the point. Um, and then when they find out, when Mer or Heather says it again at the um, the dinner, Whitney gets up and grabs her chair and like, moves away from Monica. She's like, I can't be by her. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, you act like she has a, like an ax and she's going to like chop your heads off. Like she literally has an Instagram account that she's not even fully part of. Like, I think you can tone it down just a little bit. They act like she's like this mass murderer that they just caught. Um, so then, um, 
you know, Lisa goes off on her and won't stop talking. And, and Mer- Monica's trying to explain, like, the reasoning behind all this stuff. And she's like, I did it because of Jen. She's the worst person I know on the planet. Like, I don't understand what's going on. Why you guys are so upset. Um, all this stuff. And, and Angie then chimes in. And at first I thought she just chimed in just to chime in. But she actually was like mocking Monica because Monica kept saying something in a weird way and so Angie chimes in and Monica's like shut the f up Angie like uh, just keep quiet and she's like you don't tell me what to do and she's like Angie you better keep quiet and she's like oh or what or what she's like Angie stay quiet and then and then Monica breaks and she's like okay Angie let's talk about your involvement let's talk about your involvement in this and apparently Angie had been reacting to all these um stories and like messaging she messaged once that said angie h is so desperate and so thirsty or whatever and angie h is from previous seasons um but then she uh, angie does come clean she's like what liking your posts and stuff like that like okay whatever and then then she starts going off and and monica's like you know what go pay your go pay the irs go pay the irs she's like I don't have to pay the IRS. I'm rich, bitch. And then she, I don't know why this is Angie's go-to, but she went to grab the, you could just see it in her eyes. She like just went straight for this pot of flowers and she like wanted to pick it up and throw it at Monica. And Monica's like, do it, do it. Throw those at me, you classless little whore. <laughs> and then she puts it down and she's like, sits there for a second. She's like, I'm going to shove it down your effing throat. And she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Then Lisa goes off on Monica and Monica Oh, Monica is feisty, and I'm here for it. Um, she finally, you, you could tell that she's never liked Lisa, and that the whole making amends thing was just kind of for show and f- kind of just to keep peace, I think. Because once she went off, she there were some things that she'd been holding in that she wanted to say for a long, long time. So Lisa goes off on her, and then finally Monica snaps again, and she says, you dumb old effing piece of shit, leather rubbery bitch Donald Trump fan. <laughs> um, so yeah, and and Heather is just like, her mouth just drops open, and Lisa just kind of sits there, and I think she realizes, she's like, well, what am I supposed to say? I can't really say anything because of what I said about Meredith, um, was that two seasons, two seasons ago, I think? So she kind of just sits there. Um, And then it's like, I don't understand why they're so upset about this, but not about Jen going to prison for scamming old people out of millions and millions of dollars. Like, they were upset about Jen, but they were, like, crying. Like, um, oh, poor Jen, poor, you know, like, what, like, what, what's going to happen? All this stuff. They're more upset about this Instagram page than that. And it's like, you really think that, this is my opinion, but like in Utah, the housewives in your community are saying way worse things than this, um, about you than this Instagram account is. I promise you, I promise you that that is, that's happening. And so I have a hard time believing they're that upset about it and that they're that shocked and hurt and, you know, betrayed. Um, yeah. And it's like, uh, even Monica's like, I don't think making this account was a bad thing. But I do think it's a bad thing to scam elderly people out of their money. And it's like, yeah, you're you're right. I agree. I mean, obviously, you shouldn't make an account to bully people. But I, I don't know. I just... It's interesting. The drama was drama-ing this season, this episode. 
Um, also, I was thinking, where was Lisa's cybersecurity team and seven lawyers this whole time? Like, why could they never get this account taken down or banned or find out who was behind it? And Jen did. How did Jen know about it? Like, she sent a cease and desist order to them. Um, yeah. Anyway. And so there was a point where Monica had said she'd never been to Jen or Meredith's store before. It was earlier in the season, I think. She's like, it's so cute. I'd never been here before. And Meredith's like, we have you on security footage of you in my store with Jen. That time that they believed out the name, but that time that so-and-so stole that purse, I think it was a purse they stole from her. And you could see Monica in there. She has blonde hair. And I'm like, would you want to admit that you were there with Jen that day that someone stole something? I wouldn't want to admit that. I don't know why Monica had to say, it's so cute. I've never been here before. Maybe it's one of those things where you kind of say it and you're like, why did I say that? I don't know why I just said that. Um, but she had been to the store before and it was that time when that person stole um, the purse or whatever from Meredith. Um, okay, let's see. I've, I've kind of jumped around on these. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm just laughing at my own notes because they're so funny. Okay, I want to get to the point where I think why they're so upset. Um, okay, A, I think maybe what is being said about them on there is true, and they're just upset that it's coming out to, to light, you know. Um, B, they help contribute to the account. Monica said that they would DM the account and they would like the posts or like the stories. Like, I, I just think that they have helped contribute over time. And C, I think they're afraid of what Monica actually knows. I think they realize like, oh, you know, she knows more than I realized. And maybe I put myself in a compromising position. So I don't know. I, uh, I just think it's interesting. I think it's very interesting that they are this upset about that when, I don't know, when Jen was a way worse person than I think really anybody could be on that show. Um, if you ever like looked back at Jen's um, houses, there was like nothing in them. Like she'd have these huge, massive, you know, chalets, chateau, chalet, I think is what they call it, a ski place. And there's like two chairs in there. And it's like, okay, well, where, where's all your furniture? You know, it always was suspicious how Jen always had so much money. And her, I thought her husband was the coach of the Utes football team, but he's the assistant coach. He's not even the main coach. So it's like, how much money can he actually make? But also, isn't he a lawyer too? I think he might be a lawyer. I don't know. I could be mistaken. Anyway, this episode was good, you guys. This episode had a lot of information, a lot of valuable information that you guys can take and go throughout your week because, you know, it's hard work, but I'm happy to do it. Actually, I know I say this all the time, you guys, but I love doing this. This is so much fun. Um, but now I've got to step in my game. It's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new me. Um, I'm getting into shape slowly, so thirst traps to come, uh, cringy TikTok videos to come, um, you know, probably an overload of content, but you guys, I gotta get my name out there. I, I can't, I can't work six days a week for the rest of my life. I just can't. I need at least a four to five day weekend. <laughs> um, so I can watch TV, you guys. You just saw how much stuff I hadn't seen. 
So I need time to, to watch TV. I need time to sit by my fire and read a book. Um, yeah. So I, I just, I just need your guys' help. Just promote, uh, spread the word. I like a lot of you will message me and, and, or like when I see you in person, they're like, yeah, I told so-and-so about your podcast and they seemed interested. I'm like, oh, thank you. Um, it's like that little mouse thing on Zootopia when she's like, I like your dress. She's like, oh, thank you. Or your shoes or whatever. Um, but, you know, slow and steady. Um, word of mouth is probably one of the best forms of advertising. Because, like, if I like something, I make sure to tell people about it. And I think that helps a lot. And I just need to, the baby steps, the small steps, the, you know, the uh, getting better 1% every day. It's just, it's going to come. I just need to be patient. <laughs> and um, at some point, I actually did buy a, a tripod thing at work. It was on clearance, but it goes with my camera. And you can, like, hold it. So, like, when you vlog or, like, want to take pictures, and then you can set it up like a tripod and have the camera, like, s set up for you. So that's really cool. So stuff to come with that. Um, also, I saw on TikTok someone's, like, when you're the digital camera friend of the friend group, and she had this, like... Um, attachment thing she plugs into her phone and then she can take a memory card and plug that into the attachment thing and then upload the pictures to her phone i'm like oh, that is so good i don't know about you guys but when i take pictures um on my iphone like selfies like before i take the picture and get it all set up you know i'm like dang i look really good and then i take the picture and i'm like this is not the effing picture i just took this is one of the worst pictures i've ever seen in my life like it looks like i have bigger craters on my face than the moon like seriously i'm like this is not the first of all it reverses the picture and it brings out every single freaking flaw that you have on your face i'm like okay i have a hard time believing i look this bad in real life like but it's so frustrating if you have the same problem let me know because maybe i just need a new phone maybe it's my phone but i take a picture you know before i push i was gonna say send before i push the the capture button i guess what i call it i'm like oh, okay you know the lighting's good everything this is a good picture i take it i look at it and i'm like wow uh should i just crash into this wall right now because not that i take pictures while i'm driving but you know <laughs> most of my pictures i take when i'm in the car because the lighting's good but it's like yeah um so i have uh two really nice cameras that i bought when i was a youtuber um and they take really good pictures. So maybe I'll start doing that. I'm going to be the friend that... I'm going to be the designated driver this year. I'm going to be the one with the digital camera. I'm going to be the one, like, capturing, you know, funny moments of my drunk friends. I'm going to be, you know... I'm just going to be that bitch. So... And with that, I bid you adieu. And I don't know when the next um, award show is. Let's see when the... I think it might be the Grammys... Hang on. I can't mess up one of my 17 tabs. <laughs> I actually think I have more than that. Hang on. When are the Oscars? Oops. Oscars. <clears throat> March 10th. Okay, so it's the Grammys. When are the Emmys? Hang on, guys. Oh, the Emmys are... Monday. The Emmys are Monday. Is that the 15th? The 12th is Friday. Yeah, it's okay so the emmys are next you guys then the grammys the grammys are in um february the scammies february 4th 
I think that's close to the Super Bowl. This is what happens. I go down these rabbit holes. When is the Super Bowl? Uh, uh, usually it tells me. Oh, I don't want to click on this. Come on. February 11th. Okay, so Grammys first. Emmys, Grammys, Super Bowl, and then the Oscars uh, is in March. And that is the conclusion of award season which is crazy march 10th um i don't i'm guessing that's a sunday it's the 96th that's crazy jimmy kimmel's hosting it i think trevor noah is hosting the grammys um chelsea handler's hosting the critics choice awards i think that's soon when are the critics choice i'm not 2022 why would that pop up choice awards uh, 2023 we're in 2024 people january 14th so that's sunday so the, okay so i was wrong critics choice words are first i don't usually watch that one um anyway chelsea handler's hosting that one uh who's hosting the emmys does the emmy have a host it's hosting the emmys sorry i'm just like googling literally everything out of the sun uh let's see and oh anthony anderson i like him he was on Blackish. Is that still going? Is that show still going? I don't know. I know people loved it. I don't I don't think I ever watched that one though. Anyway, okay, enough of that. Have a good Monday. Have a good week. Have a good Mean Girls release date. Have a good um Ariana Grande yes and release date. Have a good weekend. Um the days are getting longer. There is hope in the air. Stay warm. Be kind. And remember to keep receipts, screenshots. Oh, I didn't say that. Dang it. That's how I'll end it. Okay, hang on. Heather says this iconic saying in this episode. She's like, you know how I know all this stuff? I have your perfect formula, Monica. She's like, receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, effing everything. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Hi, it's me again. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, um, Casey underscore K. Um, follow the podcast on the phone with Casey K. Follow me on TikTok, Casey K zero, because that's the only username I could find. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast episode. I love you. Thanks. Bye.